Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. We are here with the newly launched Adultish Podcast. This is hello. the uh, would you say this is a companion podcast to the Adultish web podcast. series? It's a it's a, it's one of its legs, yeah. right. of its limbs. Boys, it, can you scoot further that down? It's, it's I, I, I need to get God, you into frame. So How, much, uh, I need I need you to go closer to the laptops. I, 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 I can't. Yeah, you know, I'm on. Couldn't have done this before we started the podcast. Back up. I, I'm wondering if it's just. It just Easier for you to just share the stream that I just started. No, <laughs> so we got everybody this. in here, but She's okay, okay. Uh, you know what? This is intimacy. um, I I am just the conduit here. This is your show. Mm-hmm. I uh, you know, I'm. You write everything. I I've provided you with the paper and pencils. Like Thanks for the we, paper and pencils. Shall, shall we say Thanks, so? <laughs> so so hello mm-hmm. hello everybody. Um, this is cool because I've never used this angle uh, that I have above me. You can see more of the studio over here. It makes us look and, shorter than normal. Yeah, well, I mean that I anything that anything to, to make myself look taller. <laughs> so this is the uh, this is the wonderful pre-show that everybody gets to enjoy before we actually uh, get into any kind of topics, I guess. But um, yeah, you can see how the how the sausage is made, which is never really a good thing. But yeah. <laughs> you can see that sausage right there, yeah. and it's yeah. I why. We will not why be are, making actual sausage why are you during be, this podcast. Why are you behind a pile of uh, bat, like yeah, if only Marvel you should, you should, essentials? You should just rotate all the books. Yeah, right. so at least buses. we know what you're gonna be. You gotta dump your yeah. I know. Can you, you, you right should now. rotate yeah. that so we can see what so, you're. So, guys, today we have the Goon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Squadron Supreme. Okay. Doctor Who: The Vault. Okay. okay. The Essential Superman Encyclopedia. All right. Mm-hmm. right. War of Kings, I see. brought to you by Marvel. Okay. And then we have Annihilation Conquest, brought to you by Marvel. Okay. Then and we have Guardians of the Galaxy. Beautiful. Heard them. Um, uh, I can't read this one. Dark Rain. Dark Rain. Yeah, and uh, we have Mike Zapsic to, to thank for all this great reading material, who has just thank joined you. us. If you Mike want to thank Zapsic. him, perfect. Uh, thank you, Mike Zapsic. Yes. I appreciate you. Thanks, Mike. Hey, Mike Zapsic, uh, I want to talk Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay, great. Agents of Atlas and uh, Ghostbusters. Ah, uh, yes. You okay. know what? Ghostbusters yeah. feels appropriate because right now we are literally crossing streams. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. It's got jokes! Get out! <laughs> it's better than crossing swords. <laughs> Very true. Always. <laughs> Gentlemen. Um, all right, well, I am recording. Oh, we are, hey. we are going. I just love I just spring it on you. Just, I, I like I, the conversation. And then we want to do an intro later yeah. where we talk about we everything we just talked about. We, oh, sure. we can just add it on. But I, I will I will give you the reins from I here on love out. It. This is Brendan Michael Sokler, a.k.a. Mike the Intern. This is David Tiberius Ray, a.k.a. Turay. My name is Ming Chen. And there's, today... There's no a.k.a. for her. <laughs> yeah. A.k.a. Ming Chen. Yes. Yeah. And I'm Becca, the assistant. Hi, Becca. Today they will be talking about the Punisher and other things and other things. But uh, we watched the first five episodes of the Punisher. Yep, uh, partially because I miscalculated and thought that was half the season. No, it's, thirteen. It's not. No, we have thirteen wonderful episodes. It's a roller coaster ride from beginning to end. Oh God, yeah. And uh, I, I just have to point out: Did you wear a skull on your T-shirt? I did on purpose. I'm wearing. <laughs> you, I'm you wearing my find, Bullet Club regalia. You couldn't find a Punisher shirt at Walmart. No, this is this is <laughs> or make one. This is like all the wrestling Punisher? regalia that I have on today. But I did not really think of that connective tissue. Okay, Very nice. You still, you still look like a badass, and you're being motion to move even more farther yeah. over. 
You need a wide-angle lens on that thing. My <laughs> Seriously. Something that covers like 270 degrees. We should get a fisheye lens for hey, that guys, thing. Hey, guys, Christmas is coming up. Maybe you guys could if buy me? Better, you should move farther. Yeah. I know, but... far away from <laughs> yeah, like, like maybe in the other office building, like across the Put street. Put it through the glass. Yeah, no, it goes through kidding. the glass. No, but who would look up all your lovely uh, materials? Yeah, do you stuff? Do you have one of those? Uh, do you have an Amazon wish list that perhaps we can buy things for you anonymously? Mm. You know, uh, much like many porn stars and glamour models. Is that they, a thing? They all have an Amazon. Oh my wish god, list? you guys aren't aware of this? No, no. the porn star Amazon. Oh wish my list? god, if no. you go, uh, I'm any, any, you don't follow porn stars on Instagram? What, who no, are you guys? I, do I just have an Instagram. <laughs> oh, I follow. Them, Instagram? I, I, I'm, I'm a fashion man. I follow them the traditional way of porn sites. Okay, well, I mean, where do you get your behind-the-scenes look, then? If you go to, if you follow up, maybe your porn star. I mean, letters in the magazine, right? (laughs) What's a magazine? (laughs) It's like an old-timey computer. (laughs) Are you going into the adult bookstore still? Are you the last guy going to the adult bookstore? With with the trench coat and everything. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. And buying DVDs or VHS tapes. I I buy a Laserdisc. I like that crisp (laughs) visual. Those VHS boxes, the sizes of an omnibus. Oh, no, if you, most of uh, you follow your favorite porn star, they're all over Twitter and Instagram. You'll see a link in their bio which says, uh, you know, buy me stuff off my Amazon wish list. And you can go on there, and it ranges from anything from, you know, sexy lingerie that they may uh, go on to wear for you in a private photo shoot huh. to like an Xbox One because they're because they want a game, right? Of course. Well, the more you know. Yes, two. I've seen Roombas. You know, just household items like rice cookers. I like, like the that. idea of the Roomba and the rice cooker because it's just like it's practical. We're, we're too busy shooting, huh. uh, shooting the porn yes. to clean the house or eat. Food I mean, generally. it's a makeshift dolly track. If anything, that Roomba put a little camera on it. Mm-hmm. That's actually how we're going to be filming the BTS for this next episode. <laughs> yeah. So on a Roomba. Roomba. I like it. So Becca, I don't know if you have a you never do you have an Amazon wish list that we can buy you sexually like <laughs> and Roombas off of and and what were you, oh what were you talking about tripods? I think yeah. I think we settled on a sexy Roomba. Yeah. Okay. Like it's just a Roomba with a bra on it. <laughs> I like tripods. I like microphones. I like wide lenses that have a lot of girth to them. I see. Okay. Big. I think she's making a dick joke. <laughs> no. Did I just idea? get that? She likes thick tripods. I she like wants a thick, thick Manfrotto. <laughs> That's an actual brand. <laughs> All right. Back, back to the Punisher. It's Italian. Back to the Punisher, ladies <laughs> back, and gentlemen. Back to the Punisher. Yes. Oh, well, my God. Where would you like to begin? I'd like to begin with general thoughts. General thoughts. I, uh, I went beyond the five. I'm up to ten. 10 out of 13 right now. You I fucked am, up the homework assignment. I, I no, he, did a, he did extra credit. I am at the point right now where they've shown, they've gift wrapped this show and they've shown me the ribbon now and they're about to put a bow on this whole thing. That's where I feel I am right now. So you're telling me around episode 10, someone puts a bow on Frank Castle. Pretty much. I bet he looks and adorable. <laughs> inside this present is not an item of... Becca's Amazon wish list. Nope. No. It nope. is a no. big pack to the brim with C4. C4, okay. ammunition, just a lot of bullets <laughs> and <Yeah>. gasoline. <laughs> it's good. I love it. It's a good it. show. It's a good show. I got up to episode five because that was the goddamn assignment, David. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I admire your initiative. Well, it was either that or sleeping. 
So yeah. there you go. <laughs> I, I love that. Unlike the rest of us, who had enough free time to go up to episode ten. <laughs> yep. yep. And I, I like that you've gone beyond. Just yep. don't spoil it for us. Or we'll, I won't. We're, 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 we'll put a. We'll but we will spoil everything me. up until exactly. Exactly. We'll Frank Castle you. So Dude. warning. These are spoilers. Oh, spoiler tastic. Yeah, spoiler tastic. And hypothetical spoilers. If you know of the comic book at all, mm-hmm. or you know of any of the the many stories of a lot of these characters that are in the books, like maybe a Karen Page idea. Yeah. Spoilers of yeah, everything. Spoiler. That, lots of people get. A lot of people die. Yeah. Very high body count. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think over, overall it's a solid show. Yeah. It's it. John Bernthal is. Fantastic as Frank Castle, he's pretty hardcore. No arguments there. He was uh, fantastic. Uh, it's like a festering wound. The whole show, he is someone who is just so angry, so hurt, broken. Yeah, yeah. But with like an insane amount of drive. Yeah, his his debut in Daredevil really. Thank God that they got that aside. They got the character down. They got the pseudo-origin story without really going into it. Yep. Where you start the first episode, he's basically finishing what he started in Daredevil and putting everything to sleep so then we can build up on why he has to pick it up again and do it again. And it's done in such a way, what I really like is the pacing. Yes. I think it's the pacing is one of the best things that this Marvel show has Beyond, like, even Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Cage, uh, Iron Fist, Defenders, is that... It has better pacing than Iron Fist? It has... <laughs> that's, that's a dig. Yeah. Yeah. That's a dig. Now, Sorry. No, no, now you're just being a jerk. I know. Now you're just being a jerk. No, I mean, I will say that so far, yeah. it is on track to be one of, if not the best-paced uh, Marvel Netflix mm-hmm. shows. I felt that with Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, they petered out a little bit towards yeah. the end, mm-hmm. but they burned so damn bright in the sure. beginning. I was like, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Daredevil, I thought, was pretty even throughout. Yeah, um, both seasons. It's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. really well done action. And then uh, yeah. Defenders, I thought, was pretty even throughout, but I didn't think hit that pitch that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, Defenders, and then Iron um, Fist happened. Yeah, Defenders, uh, I would watch one episode, and you know maybe they'll leave it on some kind of cliffhanger, maybe not, but I really had no drive to watch the next one. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Punisher was like, crap, like, skip credits, go to the go. next episode, yep. go right now. Yep. It's skip four intro. The, it's four in the morning, I gotta go to, like, I gotta be up at six I tomorrow. could be spending oh. time with my family during the holidays, but I'm gonna spend time with you, Frank. Because <laughs> he has no family. <laughs> he has no family. Yeah, so <laughs> Aw, that's sad. Too, too soon? Very, no, it's not too no. soon. No. It's right as rain, <laughs> man. 40 years later. No. I mean, what it does so well is that it, it takes its time, the pacing of it takes its time to, there's just, there's just shots of just Frank dealing with his head. There's mm-hmm. moments where you just have to sit where I was mentioned I mentioned to Michael earlier that PTSD is a character in the show. Oh, absolutely. And and take and I not not being what little I know about, you know, just trauma, like past trauma or whatever type of, you know, crisis that somebody can go through, this show makes a point of dealing with that and showing that the violence that Frank Castle does even though it's awesome and you always look you think of the Punisher think of he kills a bunch of motherfuckers. But it's the building to that and the problem with that that makes the show extremely interesting and watchable. So when you get to the violence, it's almost an exhale because that's the easy part mm-hmm. of right. the show. Whereas like the hard stuff to watch is people dealing with their demons. Like 
Frank Castle or even Karen Page, who you have enough backstory in Karen Page based on the other shows where you're like, she's coming into this, or even Curtis, the guy that holds the meetings for the veterans in the show, yeah. or um, uh, what's his other buddy? Uh, Billy? Billy? Bobby? Becca, can you look that Hang up? Hang on, I got it all here. Billy Russo. Yeah, Billy Russo, you have... you have uh, Yes, the anvil. Uh, the, uh, the, correct. The, the head of anvil. anvil. Correct. And then you have... Uh, uh, David Lieberman, who is the hacker terrorist named Micro, yes. mm-hmm. uh, who has his... Everybody's got baggage in here. Everybody. You have uh, Agent Dana Madani, who is this hard, tough cop who is, like, you know, keeping up with what's happening, having a hypothesis of what's to come, keeping secrets close to the chest, not really playing a side, playing her own side. Everyone here has an agenda. Also very driven. Yes. Everybody has driven. Everyone's an asshole. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Everybody. And I, I find that to be a very fun thing yes. within the Marvel Netflix verse uh. is that people have their off balances. They are yep. assholes, flawed people. Mm-hmm. Uh, digressing back to your point about like PTSD being a character, mm-hmm. uh, I think that this show is, and I was talking to Trey about this earlier, is made of the same metal as a Jessica Jones, where mm-hmm. it's a different different cause of the PTSD, but it's something that they're dealing with. And I would keep it in conversation with that rather than, let's say, Daredevil, yeah. which is just an incredibly well-done comic book show, but isn't using that sort of allegory. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage uses allegory to be dealing with race relations, but it's not... It's dealing with something else, but very well done. And then Iron Fist is dealing with Chi, uh, which... Yeah, Chi. I mean, with Chi. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's dealing awesome. with Chi and pacing issues. Yeah. Uh, Chi and dragons. Yeah. Yes. Chi and dragons. Chi and dragons. I don't mean to shit on Iron Fist that much. <laughs> it's just that I mean to shit on Iron Fist that much. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it's, it, it keeps a level of realism. Like, you can say that Frank Castle is a, is a Batman-type character or is a... Uh, you know, it's, he's a vigilante. The difference between that and a Batman is that he kills, he murders. It's his. There's nothing fantastic about it. He's not a rich guy. He's a guy that has to steal a bunch of guns. He has to acquire the ammunition because all he has is the gusto. <laughs> he has all the means inside to to do this. Yeah, you can't Amazon Prime nope. uh, firearms. Nope. So. No, <laughs> no. Hey, but. did you guys know that he's basically Mac Bolin, the executioner? N- no. Who? Mac Bolin? No idea who that is. Okay, Mac Bolin, the Executioner series, follows Mac Bolin, whose character might sound familiar. For one thing, he's a Vietnam War veteran. He uh-huh. also has a vendetta against the mafia because they killed his family. He keeps a war journal, and he owns a <laughs> war wagon equipped with an armory, living quarters, and command center. Basically, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yep. Is this a real human? <laughs> it's a real human. Oh. Oh. Quaint. Okay. Little known facts. Brought Very to you by Becca. Digressing back to the Batman point, though, Frank Castle never, like, has the alternate identity. No. He is this 24-7. Batman puts on a cowl, puts on Mm -hmm. uh, his Bruce Wayne face. Right. Frank Castle is this upset and angry the whole damn time. He doesn't care. Yeah. There's no facade to Mm -hmm. him. It is all very real and super sincere i want yep. you to see the guy who killed you yeah <laughs> yeah every every person that he kills in the show he looks at him right in the eye before he does it yep. everybody there's not a secret there's no like sneaky way of doing it he makes himself known every time 
And unlike Batman or anything, you I, it's weird that you can identify with Frank because you're seeing, first of all, a guy with going through pain, dealing with pain in a realistic way. An association, you can't associate with Bruce Wayne because you're not a depressed billionaire with a science lab you're not a depressed and billionaire. Lucius Fox right behind you and a butler. So there's a level of identification, which is odd, that comes with so Frank Castle. You're going Batman wuss, basically. Compared no, to the Punisher? I'm not calling all, him a wuss. It's all about perspective. I'm, I'm yeah. calling him even more realistic than a Batman, where it's just like Frank Castle could actually exist in this world more quickly than a Batman. What, what I would really love to see, though, is Frank Castle have a butler. I think that would just be quaint. <laughs> Get happy. Yeah. Happy Hogan <laughs> to be that. in there. No, it's... um. Every character so far, uh, I forget, everything's a bit blurred. Lewis, the young gentleman with yes. PTSD, he's yes. introduced in the first five episodes. Yeah, about right, right about halfway through. You yep. have, there you have an, a character that, like Frank, has all these damages and is in a rut and is dealing with it in a, in a surprisingly worse way than how Frank deals with his thing, which makes that question of just like... I mean, is it worse? He du- He's dug a hole and tried to get a job. Right. That's not too bad sure. compared to mass murder. Yeah, I- yeah, and like dumping people on concrete pits and stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. I don't know. That scene... I don't know. That scene in the construction site was oh, so yes. freaking dope. Yeah, it was great. It was riveting and... A little justification, little you know, a little just desserts there, but it was yeah, it was good. Uh, I'll say all the fights. Great way to open it up. Yes, and Frank Castle, uh, whenever he yells, it's as if a grizzly bear is learning to be human, (laughs) or a gorilla is trying to fuck a coconut. That too, where (laughs) okay, (laughs) there's there's just something about his verbal violence that is extremely satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, there's something really interesting in that, and there's been, like, studies that have this connective tissue in the way that our brain works mm-hmm. with sounds and certain patterns of movement. Mm-hmm. Like, if you hit a desk repeatedly, mm-hmm. you will get angry. <laughs> like, that is a thing. Yeah. And Frank Castle, I feel like he levels up. He, like, Hulkamania's out <laughs> sure. when he's doing those things. Those noises come when he is at an extreme place of pain and anger and soon to be vengeance. Yes. Speaking of vengeance, did you guys know that the Punisher was first appeared in Spider-Man and he was yep. a bad guy? Mm-hmm. The Amazing Spider-Man 129, hired by the Jackal. That's correct. Oh, great. Thank you, Becca. Fun Cash fact. Back. Okay, great. Tis a fun fact. Thank you, Becca. Uh, now on sale at James and Bob Secret Stash. Uh, <laughs> if you want a copy of that, we may or See? May not have Plug. <laughs> we may have one. Call the store. <laughs> Call it. We might have it. It's, it's good to see... The the idea of like seeing the decisions that have to be made in this show, the decisions that are done in terms of like we got to take this person out, this person has to die. You being invested in someone that was like yes, this you I agree, this person has to die mm-hmm. is akin to the idea of like watching Game of Thrones to me, where it's just like it's very black and white. The decisions in that world are very dire, but you're I'm so detached from it because it's a fantasy world. Where in Punisher. I'm much more involved because it takes place in a plausible world. Yeah, it's it's the real world. Like in yeah. Game of Thrones, everyone murders. Yeah. It's the Game of Thrones you play or you die. Right. Uh, within this 
this is our world for the most part. Like, slight aberration. There are superheroes. Sure. But for all intents and purposes, it is our world, and he's the aberration in that not everyone commits mass murder. He's not, a, yeah. not the case in Game of Thrones. Everyone no. commits mass murder in that. Frank Castle is a walking murder machine. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of great. His moral code is impressive because he does have things that he stands for and he won't do. Right. But then there's that other side where... Yeah, where it's he, like, you know what, screw it, you're, you've wronged me, you're, you're a bad guy, you're, you're gonna die. Yeah. yeah. And if he's pissed, watching him get angry or watching something happen in the show where you're like, oh my God, Frank is gonna be so angry when he sees what we just saw in the show is one of the most exciting things to watch every time you watch an episode of that. It's like, what's going to piss him off? He gets, uh, three or, three episodes in, he uh, or four, he hijacks a truck full of guns. Sure. And then you're just waiting for him to get ammunition. Back of your head, you're like, oh, he has all these guns. And no ammo yet. And that building of wanting to see that is not distracting. But he always remembers, like, oh, that's right, he still needs bullets. That's going to be great. There's all this good story happening and all these other violent acts and horrible things happening. But then there's this thing, this little dessert that we're going to get whenever he finally fills all those guns there's up. A, there's a lot of setup and payoff for every yeah. explosion. It's like the good Michael Bay movies instead of the bad <laughs> Michael Bay movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> you want a backstory behind your explosions? Backstory behind my explosions? I mean, it's just this thing of, like, every action that he takes in terms of violence, it's justified. Sure. I mean, you may not agree with it, mm-hmm. but there's something that happens, and then there's his response. And his response is death. Yes. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I can see why he wanted to do that. I, yeah. I see why he wanted to, you know, beat this guy to a bloody pulp until uh, he turned into hamburger meat. Yeah. You yeah. get it. You get it. But what's also interesting is that you don't, you see that. He's having trouble seeing his goal, sure. where it's going to go, which is why you're, like, feeling so bad for him. Like, you're also like, dude, just this is – he's doing things that are horrible. <laughs> and when he's even questioning or can't answer to the, why he's doing it, that's when it hits you in the feels. And you take it as, like, this guy doesn't have a solution, really. He's going mm-hmm. off pure gut, which is understandable, but then you're – you're kind of like just feeling for him and just like, don't do this, Frank. Don't do But then he does it and you're like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I like that. that everyone's like, Frank, where do you know what if you kill, you know, kill everyone who wrongs, like, where does this end? Like, exactly. he doesn't care. He just, I just want to see him get there. Like, yep. nobody, nobody cares. And he will <laughs> get there. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a like a wish fulfillment thing seeing him do it because, like, I personally don't want to murder a whole bunch of people but there is something like utterly intoxicating about watching how he goes about it Mm -hmm. it's generally never in the way that i'm thinking right there's always some little twist to it where i'm like that was more violent than i thought (laughs) or surprisingly like they do a really great job of letting you see certain things, but also withholding. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Opening scene of it, he runs over someone's head. You don't see the head get run over. You get it. But I think that's a nice touch. Yeah, it's like De Niro (laughs) kicking the shit out of the Shinebox guy in Goodfellas. You're just seeing 
You're just seeing the Nero's yeah. face. Because while he's what's interesting him. is the Punisher, not necessarily yeah. the violence. It's him. It's him doing the and violence. And they focus on that. And I yeah. thought that was a really smart choice. Yeah, yeah. he's just checked out. It's yeah. not he's not checked out. He's just doing his job. Yeah, he's in the fucking zone. Chief. Yeah, yeah. It's what he's doing. His butter zone is very violent. <laughs> what is a butter zone? He's smooth. Hmm. <laughs> like blood. <laughs> Has, right? um, has there been any backlash yet, I, like from parent groups or anything? Uh, has any any um, any conservative parents spoken out about like does it influence the kids? Really, I mean, and, 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 and New York Comic Con, they were supposed to show footage of it right sure. after mm-hmm. a mass and have shooting a panel happened. and everything. Yeah, yeah. but that, and they pulled it. Yeah, um, that I that I totally understand. Yeah, yeah it's literally it's that week where yeah. you know a lone man armed with an arsenal yeah. went and took out his own brand of just what he thought was justice. I I am very surprised that. From just the general political sphere, yeah, haven't we heard. haven't gotten this mm-hmm. very politicized. I haven't heard, yeah, I haven't heard well, because much. it it doesn't it doesn't glorify this show does not glorify violence in my eyes. It doesn't. It's no. really cool to see Frank Castle take on justice, but you're not thinking. You don't admit to me. It doesn't look like an admirable thing. It doesn't no. look like a cool thing. It's a means to a man's end who mm-hmm. is broken. Because they're show, they're giving enough weight to the to the brokenness of him to justify his actions. So it doesn't. If parents have a problem with it, it's because you shouldn't show this show for kids. It's not for kids. It's a comic book show, but right. it's an adult comic book show. And parents like Mortal Kombat back in the '90s shouldn't <laughs> let them play or watch. Just be a good parent. So if parents have a problem with it, it's because you're a shitty parent. Learn, curb your kids the right way. Don't blame the show. There's a reason we have a rating system. Exactly. It's because they should be watching Animaniacs and not this. Right. Even Love that show. <laughs> even like Daredevil. Daredevil is, is I guess, more kid-friendly than The Punisher. <laughs> I but would still. dare to say. <laughs> yeah. You would dare. I would dare. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it's the parent's job. Like, if parents have a problem with it, change the channel. Yeah. That's There's safety been. settings yeah. on uh... change the Netflix password. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. <laughs> you can you can make it the kids section. It's right at the beginning. You can choose the profile. There's a new Danger Mouse cartoon on there. Yeah, yeah. like go watch that. So if parents have a problem with it, then uh, good because it's not a kids show. Right. It's yeah. not. Okay. It's not. Okay. I was surprised. Now there was um there are some soldiers that actually have been wearing the Punisher. A symbol mm-hmm. fighting ISIS in Iraq. Right. That has caused some controversy. I mean, that's been around forever. Yeah. Like, oh, that's God, been. Yeah. Wearing that symbol. Yeah. yeah, yeah wearing, wearing that, that symbol, symbol if you're in the military. Prob- yeah. Forever. Probably during the Gulf War, probably during everything after Vietnam. There's probably. After the Punisher came out. Becca, what year yeah. did Punisher come out in that Spider Man that you were talking about? It was. It's probably after Vietnam War. Hence I the would backstory. assume so. Yeah, I'm guessing the 70s yeah. when he had the white which, belt and the, the go-go which, boots. Like yeah, the, the go-go boots. boots. Which was bring the go-go boots back. And you see the 70s and the early 80s, which was a very violent in film and television and the war. Like it was a he was an answer to a lot of the rage the country was in with mm-hmm. like having a. An assassinated president, a really shitty president, going to a war that without a cause, going like all these things. And you have this product of that coming out. And even though now Frank Castle has been changed from a Vietnam vet to an Afghanistan vet, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. That the, It's pretty much stands the test of time. That character is now even 
more relevant because we are more aware of PTSD or shell shock, like they called it back in the day, and we're more apt to respond to it, even though there's not enough help still in our system for it. And a lot of veterans are disillusioned and that whole thing about like my country ignores me and all that. It's very present in the show. So the Punisher appeared uh, in The Amazing Spider-Man number 129 on February 1974, and he did not get his own series till 1986. Huh. I think the show tackles those social issues really well Mm -hmm. and paints a really great picture of that that is sympathetic and also raw. Um, I think the way that they portray the violence is not something that necessarily glorifies it. Mm-hmm. I think tonally this thing is right on point, mm-hmm. uh, which it very easily could have gone awry. Yeah. I mean, we we as a world right now are dealing with what is sensible gun legislation? What is are people trying to take away our guns as a society, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it could have veered off any sort of direction and really alienated people or just crumbled under trying to have a particular social message. Instead, it just kind of lays things out. What's that? Is there an echo in here? No, that's, yeah, that's that. I just saw the Facebook post and I clicked on it and it went really well. Is it working? Yeah, it works really well. Do you need headphones? Can you? No, I got it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Hey, keep it down over there. We're trying to podcast. <laughs> hey, can you guys talk about each character individually? Each character in the show? Yeah. I mean, we can go into... Oh, all right, we have Frank Castle. I, we, I think we got Frank Castle yeah. down. Yeah. You, you covered Frank Castle. We have uh, we David, David Lieberman, a.k.a. Yeah. Micro. Micro, which is a character I relate to very much. So yeah. uh, if you're watching, uh, if you ever see me at any point, you usually have like two computers right in front of me. Sure. You know, maybe not the 15 that he has in his Sure, Ming on. is double-fisting laptops um, as but, we speak. But, uh, you know, as a guy who, who sits behind computers, if I stumbled across a piece of information that, uh, you know, the government or the CIA or mm-hmm. someone, anybody who's trying to keep under wraps, and, you know, I would try to do the right thing and maybe try to expose it, and it would probably backfire on me. So <laughs> I would, yeah, as, as learned, uh, you know, but sometimes you guys, you guys speak up and do, you know, do what's right, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't. But, and somebody like Micro, what I really enjoyed about Micro right away is that he thought he thought he was on top so quickly right away. When you meet him, you're like, oh, he pulled a fast one on Frank. And as quickly as that idea was in my head, Frank just destroyed it yes, right yeah, away. Yeah. So quickly, his status went from I got you to like, I'm under you mm-hmm. right away, which mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. And his connection to Frank and how that relationship is evolving where David Lieberman has a different kind of trauma, a different kind of pain, a yeah. different kind of... He, his issues are way different, yet they're connected in a way that has expanded Frank's life in a way where he can not be alone because his job really doesn't lend itself to have friends. And what how he's managing his situation is entirely antithetical to the way that Frank is operating Mm -hmm. because like I don't think there's a heaven and earth that could be put between Frank Castle and his family if they were alive yet Mm -hmm. he's keeping them at a distance so that they on purpose remain alive correct and I find that really interesting I also find it interesting just how much coding stuff he learned after his band broke up with Marnie. <laughs> sorry, girls reference for anyone that was watching. Oh, whoosh. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Nailed I'm... it. Wrong show, Michael. Wrong yep. show. Know your audience. Know the room. Sorry, I, I missed that one. Yeah, I, 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 I missed that, that one in all six seasons. 
Yeah, I, I love that the uh, the computer hackers uh, are are getting their due right now. Is uh, you know he's not a, he's not a badass like Frank. Yeah, but uh, you know they they need each other. He's a very helpful asset. It's it's his eyes on the sky basically, yeah, sure. which is a great relationship to have when you're a murder machine <laughs> with really narrow vision. <laughs> I, I kind of like their dynamic. To go back to the Batman thing, it's like. It's like if Batman and Robin just fucking hated each other, or more accurately, right. if Batman and Oracle just fucking hated yep. each other. I do. I, I'm enjoying the. I enjoy the petty squabbles. Yep. Oh, it's so petty. There, there, there's a scene with a sandwich which cracked me up. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It was, it's good. We'll spoil a lot of things. We're not going to spoil the sandwich scene. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sandwich such a good, good sandwich, guys. What did you see? This. Did you know that the character was actually referred to in Daredevil and Agents of Shield before the casting was complete? I missed the Daredevil one, but and also the Shields because I've I haven't seen one episode of Ages of Shields. It got better. <laughs> did it? It did. I don't know. Um, what's interesting about that to me is like Agents of Shield. How connected is that to this, this universe? Yeah. Well, they're all connected to the, the cinematic universe. Yeah, in a way, but it feels like as the years keep progressing, less and less so. Hmm. I mean, I am utterly fascinated if we are going to get any of these TV characters in the upcoming MCU movies. I don't think we are. Where does Frank Castle land if in Infinity Wars? I just like, I love the idea of him shooting Thanos. Just like, <laughs> sure. His just entire win. arsenal. Just guns blazing. Don't tell me you don't want that. Yeah. You would be lying. I'm not saying I don't want it. I'm just saying how good, how effective is Frank Castle against the not Infinity Not very, stars? but I like it. <laughs> I like with it like Rocket well. Raccoon on his shoulder. Yeah. Shooting with him. Yeah. And Thanos probably has some minions that they can defend Hell's Kitchen or the various parts of New York, their neighborhoods. Yeah, like, well, this MC, the TV, the Netflix MCU, I'm always fantasizing, like, where do they fit in, like, the Avengers with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man? And, well, Spider-Man, very plausible. Mm-hmm. He's in Queens, Hell's Kitchen. That's a train ride. Yeah. It's just a train ride away. You know, Avengers Tower is where? Somewhere in Midtown? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I didn't know Avengers before. Avengers Tower we... is actually right by Grand Central. Bingo, oh. bango. That's right. From the event. Yes. I would personally love to see now, and I didn't realize how badly I wanted this, just a Spider-Man Punisher team up, just to see what that would look like. So this Peter Parker. This Peter Parker. With this Frank Castle. Yes. We may get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count that out. The a first boy time, can dream. That's the know, first Spider-Man do show. Do you think that they do, uh, they will end up showing up in later, Nef- uh, later MCU movies, or do you think they're going to be stuck? I would it? love it. I don't know if it'll happen. I would love that. I would love to see the Defenders or like Jessica Jones with, you know, the Wasp. You know, yeah. see what that would be like. Ming, you think that? I though? think it will happen. Yeah? Yes. You know, oh, yeah. Ming's a I dreamer. <laughs> this is why we love about comic books, all the crossovers, all the, you know, this, you know, one character showing up in, a, in another book. It will happen. Ant-Man's in a bullet that Frank Castle loads up. <laughs> Shoots it at somebody. Surprise, Paul Rudd. I can it will only happen. get so hard. You know, right now we're just, for the most part, we're getting just little teases. If you look in the uh, the the newspaper office, there are framed photos of the you know the Battle of New York mm-hmm. in the background of the of Karen Pages. We all remember. Yep. Just just little things like that. It'll mm-hmm. be gradual, but it, I think it'll happen. I think we. Will I hope see, so. Uh, I want you to be right. <laughs> what did uh, you guys think of Billy Russo? Billy Russo. Yeah. Episode... You look like Billy Russo. <laughs> do I? Yes, you do. That's a good and the bad thing. For the listeners. <laughs> I think Just my a... initial impression, it was like, this guy's like special forces or whatever. He looks like he weighs, he's like a, you know, he doesn't look very, 
must you know cut mm-hmm. I don't know he doesn't he doesn't look like Vladis like Frank I mean, whether sure. that, that was intentional or not I'm not really sure but Billy um, Russo Billy Russo but uh, I th- I do like uh, I I I like his character though where like where the, are we in episode five where are we with Billy Russo I had I need the refresher because I'm I'm five uh, he over. just got down. He just got down with, uh, with Dana. With Dana. Okay. Cool. 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 Yes, I like him from the beginning. I liked him. I it, it it opened up the idea of having Curtis and Billy. I was like, okay, there is hope for Frank because he has a hopeful support system yeah. in the show. Like there is a chance where he might be lost right now, but because of Billy Russo, Curtis, and even uh, Micro uh, or David Lieberman, yeah. and then in as you can progress. The idea of Agent Madani knowing about Frank Castle, there is hope that he might get out of this and heal. Right. Um, I, I like this little speech, though. Uh, you know, he's recruiting people for Anvil. He was like, "Are you yeah. making a hundred thousand, fifty? Well, you should be. Like, you know, you, you, yeah, you know, you, your country invested in you. Like, you know, where, where's that that return on investment? Whatever that. It's like the military the wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that he seems, but he seems like he wants to. With the power that he's acquired now, the the life that he had after Special Forces, after whatever happened in Kandahar, whatever happened between all of them in that video is something that was like, okay, he's the one that got out the cleanest out of like the trauma and all that stuff. Right. Um, and then uh, then you keep watching the show. <laughs> and uh, it gets much more interesting from there. Uh, if we get to talk about the other f- episodes left... There's a lot to talk about Billy Russo, but I like him. From meeting him, I was just like, yeah. this guy is good, good support system. Stay tuned and watch. Curtis is another character that I really enjoy because it's somebody that is literally there to give the big hard hugs that you have to give people yeah. like this that are in trauma. Yeah. He's a he's I have a soft spot for him because he's doing his best. Yes. At so a another human two level. characters yeah. that are dealing with the same stuff yeah. but in entirely opposite ways. Yeah, you have Billy and both Curtis. look very valid. Yes. Like, sure, you should apply your trade if you got this good at it. Mm-hmm. Or you can stop if you want to or need to, because that's valid as well. And help others yeah. because of it. Because that trauma, talking about it helps you heal as well. Mm-hmm. So you have you have uh, then you have Lewis who is a PTSD victim as well. You have all many spectrums, like many sides of that of of what that behavior is to many different people in the show. Right. And cl- besides just the lead, which is excellent. Like you have this quote unquote support system that can evolve in a good or bad way as you progress in the show. Mm-hmm. It's very good. So Billy Russo, I'm for him. Keep watching. Uh, the Liebermans. Yes. <laughs> David's Lieberman. family. Yeah, the family. The yeah. family. Great stuff. Great, great victims of trauma as well. <laughs> yeah. I, does everyone within the show suffer from some kind of thing or another? I don't I mean, know if I clocked um, that before. Sam and Madani, no. Uh, Sam, uh, Madani is, and her partner, mm-hmm. they're both, you know, getting... Into this tangled web of trauma and right. violence and, and secrets. And, yeah. Yes, I think you also need that in order to actually yeah. see the difference within all these other yeah. characters. How do all these people deal with justice? Yeah, um, you have the NYPD, who in this in the MCU in this the Netflix MCU is uh, 
has bad apples, like a lot of cop shows. There's this whole SVU aspect of it, this cop show part of The Punisher. It's a crime drama. I mean, The Punisher is a personal psychological crime drama. Right. And the aspect of Mad- Madani's and Sam's uh, angle of the show is the law and order section of the show. And it's very well done. It feels it's like a warm blanket. You've seen this show in in other like movies and television where you see the two partners figuring out the big secret what's going on their relationships evolving you're getting to see how they become partners her ego versus her pride versus her duty she can be a real piece of work and it's a role that in my head if this was 10 years ago might have been played by a guy mm-hmm. which is very plausible this is an asexual role, which I think she's doing an excellent job because I'm not judging her at all because of her sex. Um, if she does, she's an asshole. She's being an asshole. If she's not doing her job or if she's just proudful, doesn't want to tell Sam things and keep secrets to herself, playing things close to this chest, a la any other superhero or agent or justice um, seeker out there, she's just like any other cop that's trying her best. To assess what's going on. Yeah, I like her. I like her drive. Fuck yeah, dude. I like uh, you know that she'll she'll go and play chicken with Frank Castle. Yes, to, 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 that to, was awesome. To, to take down a, a, you know, a perp. Yep, she she takes it and then it blows up in her face. Sure, literally. Like, literally yes. <laughs> yeah, but hey, but it was worth it. And then her knowing then that in her many concussions and hazy dreams, knowing that Frank Castle might be alive, is that fuel in her fire that now. She's going to just, she's, she put her blinders on. The goal is find out what the hell happened in Kandahar yep. because she's also a victim of that. Yep, like there's exactly. just, they all connect whatever happened. That video is horrible. That mm-hmm. video that they keep replaying of the torture that happened there, which another thing about torture, sorry to go back to Frank, cause why not? Frank Castle has the worst nightmares. <laughs> Oh, the yeah. worst Let's recurring that. nightmare. <laughs> it That's is, almost a character in and of itself. Yeah. His, he sleeps. He's the worst sleeper ever. I Logan has know not as bad dreams. Like yeah. uh, repeatedly throughout this, I've wondered whether it's a nightmare or a flashback right. yeah. when these things have come up. And we get little bits of m- revealing it uh, just a hair more yeah. every time that comes out. And then there's that element of like, there's a part where the person who shoots his wife is Frank. Yes. Did that happen? Right. Where Was he actually in the bed, or was he the one who shot her? How did this actually play oh, out? That's more of a Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Fighting his dad, yeah. fighting himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a battle within. <laughs> Always. It's a battle within. But him, every time waking up and seeing his wife getting shot, and this the way they're shooting so that, it's just... And then you see... The merry-go-round with the children, and then it's just full of blood, and you're like, whatever, you don't have a clear answer to that question of, like, is this a dream or a flashback, or it's just a dream of what happened? I, in my head, thought, because of all the origin of Frank Castle in the comic books, that they all died originally. Originally, they died in a shootout between mob bosses in the comic book. Two rival gangs are in Central Park, and there's a shootout, and Frank's family just caught happens to caught in the crossfire and of a mob shootout. John Travolta the whole time. The whole time. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. I hate that movie. Is sad. The Punisher in Tampa, Florida. Did not like that <laughs> like, at all. Is there ocean? What's with this? Like, 
Uh, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane, great. I liked him as the Punisher. Did not like that movie. Do you think Dolph Tom- Lundgren. Oh yeah. Did not like that. What? Dolph Lundgren no, was magical. No, and by magical, he's magical. I mean bad. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think they mentioned the, the Dolph Lundgren version. Like no one ever, he, no one dies in that movie. I don't believe he doesn't kill anybody. Yeah, he doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> he lives in the sewer. Oh, that hurts so my okay. damn heart. Yeah. He doesn't kill anybody? Like wait, wait it's not. Uh, what's going on here? Let's and just it, take out the central element of what makes you your character. Like, <laughs> it'd be like having Batman kill people. Oh, wait. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's <laughs> it has worked. That idea of Batman killing people has worked because Michael Keaton killed bad guys. Um, Michael Keaton killed bad guys. I he found put up, those choices questionable. He put sticks of dynamite in those clown yeah. pants in Batman Returns, threw them in a sewer, and he blew up behind him, and he left all badass Michael Bay slow motion style on his way to see the Penguin. A mem- Remember that? Remember Batman <laughs> he had, Returns? He had guns on the Batwing, too. Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't aim very well. No, God, well no. At all, but... And he had a reticle on it. I know, I know. Right? <laughs> but he has the eye of a stormtrooper, man. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. In that cowl. Well, when you don't use, typically use guns, you typically don't know how to aim them either, I suppose. I guess when but... you're... He didn't mean to kill people, Batman. He meant it. No, he did not. He meant it. Don't, don't say such things about Batman. <laughs> Batman kills. Batman has killed. Doesn't feel good about it. He doesn't feel good about anything he does, Listen, but he's done it. Does the Conroy, Punisher feel good about killing people? Yes. yes he does. Yes. He does. Oh, yeah. Do you think so? You he, totally. He has release. Yes. But can... then I think guilt comes after. Because a part of me feels like he just doesn't feel bad in that moment, <laughs> you, which might be even better. Are you, are you describing the Punisher or masturbation? I'm not really sure. <laughs> There's not much Both? of a difference. <laughs> hey, boys, guilty. what about uh, Karen Page? Let's keep Karen running. Page. Yeah, Karen go. Page is my favorite human being in the MCU right now. Oh, really? My favorite regular person. <laughs> she is the best regular person. Right from the bat, Why? she goes yeah. through like all these traumatic experiences, yes. and she's lived through them and it strives. Strives, yeah. I don't want to say triumphs per se, but no. strives. But she yeah, moves she's, forward. She's right. trying yeah. actively all the time, all the damn all time. the time. And the connection from the beginning of Daredevil, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you know Karen Page in the comic books, she's Daredevil's Gwen Stacy. Sure, like there is there is a an end to her in the comic books, which. The world building of Karen Page in the shows is making me dread what's going to happen, what might happen if the MCU continues with the was was Karen Page's death was in was it in the Casada Smith run? Uh, it was mentioned. Yes, it was. It is, it is but it didn't happen yes. there. I don't believe so. I believe it's referenced. That it's, it's been ref- a while since. Yeah, I, as I, our I resident Kevin Smith expert, man, okay. I expect you to know <laughs> I this. I haven't read that. I haven't read. I haven't read that run. Kevin, did time. you hear that? He hasn't read it in a while. <laughs> a Which one time. is this? Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil had a run with uh, Joe Casada. Reborn? reborn. No, it was Marvel Knights. It was the the, the the beginning of Marvel Knights back okay. back more than ten years ago. Jesus Christ, <laughs> my bones hurt. Yeah, oh, so uh, we have we have trade paperbacks and hardcovers at Jim. Jim, I'm obviously Gazette. Thirty five Broad Street, right back to Jersey. Go get them; it's good. Great yeah. Christmas, great holiday present. Stocking stuff that thing with Daredevil. <laughs> I honestly feel though that like the Gwen Stacy comparison is pretty apt, except Gwen Stacy did not fucking love drugs in the same way that Karen Page no. ended up falling. No. For well, them. in terms in That's terms of like arc, yeah. in yeah. terms of you have the hero that has. Has a lo- is going to have a great loss in his career in his life. Yeah, you know the the impetus for Spider Man to take down the Green Goblin was was Gwen Stacy, and the reason 
There's a lot of reasons of Karen Page had more ups and downs than Gwen Stacy in the comic book. She had a drug problem. She wanted to try radio hosting. She wanted to be an actor. She had a baby. Like there's just she lived a lot she of lived. life. She lived, and so her loss was very strong in the books. And I think they've done the work within these connected universe yep. shows that when she, I see her like eventually take drugs. Or when she does bite the bullet, because I think she's gonna bite the bullet. Me too. Then it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. And if it's in, the, as the comic books say, if it's in the on the hands of Bullseye, that's just a oh yeah, a mixed bag of what's who, gonna happen. Who, who do we want to play Bullseye? <laughs> you don't want to bring Colin Farrell back? Uh, that's what we said in the car. Yeah. I there's part of me that wants Colin Farrell to do it. Who was the other name that I brought up in the car? Uh, Becca, the other Sorry. villain. Who did we set for hypotheticals for the bullseye? I'd actually take a Killian Murphy. Oh. A Killian Murphy. Yeah, you said Colin Farrell. For yeah, we had Colin yeah. Farrell come back, but then we had one it's other. It's not too late. It's not too late. He's still it's good. Re- it's called redemption. I mean, he he never misses. So which is a, <laughs> he's uh, never going to miss uh, this opportunity <laughs> to play it again. Redemption so. is a huge topic they bring in the Daredevil comic books. Dude. So. <laughs> It could be. But, okay, so, but yeah. But, in, in the mask this time, yeah. please. Can we yes. get the mask this time? I yeah, would love to. Yeah, no, whatever that branding, whatever the hell that was. He looks in that Daredevil movie like he fell asleep on a desk. Yes. <laughs> there's just there's like, like a, a roll paper, of tape. Yeah, or a paper clip or duct tape or something. Yeah. yeah then a, and some paper clips. <laughs> it's and like, and oh, he wakes I, up, he's like, I have to kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I headbutted something awful, and the only thing Forever. I can do is moita. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Trey. I yes. have a request for a bullseye actor. Some guy named Brandon Scott Hughes wants to play bullseye. I don't. Brandon Scott I Hughes. Don't know. Brandon Scott Hughes. Do you guys Hughes. know who that is? Don't know him. Don't like him. Don't know him. Don't like him. <laughs> Inside joke. Anyways, nope, nope. I don't think so. He, he's on our show. He's on Adultish. <laughs> yes, he uh, does. Yes, which he you is. can catch on Footprint.tv. <laughs> there you go. There's your spirit of plugs. Bullseye. <laughs> uh, I never miss. <laughs> um, so but good, bad. Karen, Karen Page. Back to Karen Page real quick. She's she's the one person that I'm like I'm rooting for, and I love her more now because of how much Frank loves her. Yes. How much Frank cares about her. How much he needs her to be okay, which is not a need that Matt Murdock shows, and it's not a need that any like hero like that has shown. Like you can say, Wolverine needed Jean Grey to be okay. Yeah. But I don't think anyone's done it as effectively no. as uh, exactly. John Barenthal and Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah, they're excellent. That relationship, Karen Page is going to be, is a great, and great, And it is going great to break character. his heart when he finds out she's a vampire. Uh, <laughs> True blood uh, reference. So guys, Spoiler. do you want to move on to the other female, Dina? Dina Madani. Dina Madani Agent Madani. I'd love that name. It's a good fucking name. It's a great, like, it's a, It's name. a good, yeah, it's like, Madani! You just yell it. Madani, get over here. Yeah. Yeah. Madani, goddammit. Goddammit, Madani, not again. Yeah, and you have you have her boss, who is that guy. Yeah. The mean sergeant who is full of beans. So many beans. <laughs> so many beans, what a dick. But Madani is figuring it all out and just being the best that she can be with what's given to her, what's being thrown at her, and her own convictions of what's wrong in the system, her character's progressing with so many secrets. She's keeping so much to herself. All these characters seem to have a morality and a code of morality that they stick to pretty hard, yep. which yep. I think is yeah, everybody. exceptionally well done, mm-hmm. uh, because it just further highlights Frank's as, like, 
this is a little weird. Yep. But we're along for that ride. He's eccentric. He's, he's a, little, a little eccentric. Little quirky. He's, he, Frank Castle's very quirky. So quirky. <laughs> he's the quirkiest. But yeah, Angel Madani, I want to see her see where she goes because after whatever this first season's going to be, whatever the cleanup the NYPD has to do, she'll be the head of it. Where that progresses in her career, I'm excited to see how her alliance with Frank will solidify or evolve uh, is very interesting. They cleaned up after Scrolls and Loki. I think they can... They, <laughs> after all that. They seem to do that pretty well. I saw no debris in any of any scenes. Dude, I'd love to see Loki in uh, a Punisher episode. How would that work out? He'd get shot in the fucking head <laughs> very quickly. I am the king of this world. Just Boom. unloads yeah. magazines yeah. on him for like, an hour. <laughs> I can imagine the exchange. He shoots him in the head and Loki would be like, it's not going to work. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> bear growl. Yeah. Um, that was good. <laughs> solid bear growl. David. Very solid. Sarah Lieberman, uh, uh, just a lady that's trying to raise a family with an absentee Who dad. may Who's... have the hearts for Frank? I was going to ask that. Does he have the hearts? Does she have the hearts? Oh, it's pretty obvious. You can I see think. that. Yeah. It's very palpable. It's very palpable, which also, when you get that, when you get that idea in your head, you're, I'm thinking about Frank, but it's just like, Frank has a moral code. He does horrible things, but there are things that he will not do. Yeah. And one of those things is, fuck that guy's wife. Right. Yeah. I don't feel that that's a thing that'll happen. Like, that's not a thing. That Though, can't. I honestly do feel like there is the potential for him, if Micro is not manning up and going sure. and seeing the family, that he'll be like... I'm going to take her to dinner. Do you want gonna, me to take her to dinner? Yeah, yeah uh, tune in in about three hours. Uh, <laughs> you're going to see some shit. Yeah. No, I mean, he's 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 vulnerable enough to, if there is that happening, mm-hmm. your understanding of it, but he's that strong of a man in terms of like, the only thing that's broken is how he deals with a sense of justice because everything else is pretty intact of how he treats... People that aren't scumbags. Yes. If you're a scumbag, he's going to literally step on your face. But if you aren't, he might get you a birthday card. Just, right. Just and a he's, sweetheart. And like, this, this is for you. <laughs> and then he just leaves. Yes. And, and it blows off. <laughs> <laughs> ha- ha- happy birthday. Yeah. And it's all, he doesn't show handwriting. It's all like pasted like a serial killer with magazine cut-ups. <laughs> but it's very nice. I love it. Um, what do you guys think of the music? Oh, Tom Waits is the soundtrack in Frank Castle's head. Yeah. <laughs> That's case closed. It's great. <laughs> I like the idea of just a tiny. He has a little Tom, Tom Waits. Waits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in his ear. Just clanking on pans and drums and just. That yeah, is... score works very, very well and yeah. uh, you know builds up tension and mm-hmm. adds a little tension when tension is needed. Yes, but it's pretty. I don't know. I I don't know who did it, which uh, I should probably look up, but I have no clue. There, there's a lot of really good stuff just mm-hmm. tonally with the soundtrack of this whole thing. I thought it really set it apart even further from other MCU and uh, television properties. Correct. Particularly right after watching Thor Ragnarok, which Trey has not seen yet. Yeah, how nope. have you? Well, I neither have has not. me. Yeah, well, I, I, I haven't been home. Spoilers, <laughs> it's hey, uh, awesome. So the composer is Tyler Bates. Okay, Tyler Bates. Thank you very Tyler much. Bates. You're welcome. 
That rings bells. Has he done any uh, He's other? done, okay, so he's done films like Dawn of the Dead, 300, Sucker okay. Punch, John Wick. Okay, copy that, copy that. There we go. Taylor Bates, exactly. I have the John Wick soundtrack. He's got a That's great resume. Okay. Good, good, good. So he, he does work in the industry. Yes, just he's just a heavy skosh. hitter. Ex- extensively. He's a heavy hitter. Another heavy hitter in the show, technically, I want to get this name right, Peter, because it's P-E-T-R, Peter, Peter, I don't know. I think it's pronounced powder. <laughs> He'll H L I N O M A Z. Hilmers. Yes. <laughs> he's the God direct- bless you. He's the director of photography he on The Punisher. Great job. One of the best director. looking MCU shows. Yeah. It is shot so well, visually telling stories so well. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like when you're inside someone's head, you're visually seeing that clearly. The progression of how the story is told on camera. Which is, is something the that I think it's the been. Netflix shows do a hell of a lot better than the movies. Yep. Is just framing shots, mm-hmm. making stories out of pictures. Yep. And this show is, out of all the MCUs, is the one where I've noticed that there is a lot of craft going into the More craft than the other shows, in my opinion, in terms of how to visually tell a story. The camera work is excellent. So hats off to... I'm sorry... God bless you. (laughs) Cinematographer for The Punisher, great job. I visually love that show. And it's not a CG fest either. No. It is practical AF. It is great, great stuff. Yeah, it is unlike my monetary spending. It is practical AF. So the show is actually created by Steve Lightfoot. Mm -hmm. Uh, His resume includes uh, the NBC thriller Hannibal. Good okay. Show. Hats Good off. Show. Hats off. Uh, let's see. He's also done. That's he... enough of a resume, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. enough. <laughs> that's enough for me. And done. <laughs> like, okay, well, you do you, bro. No more. He's um, great. Yeah, he's he created it. He also wrote some of the season as well. Excellent. I don't know if we want to talk about the script at all. I mean, the script is tight as fuck. Yes, it AF. is. <laughs> it is incredibly well crafted. I feel like we're just like it was the best thing in the world. No, I'm really. I would love to meet the writers. Uh, just Dude, the addition, uh, you know, it could have just been a bloodbath revenge. Yeah, thing, I'd give know? them a hug, but I feel like they'd snap my fucking neck. Yeah, like it's like I can find things where I had pacing issues in some of the MCU's. This has been constantly entertaining because the get of the show is not the violence. The get of the show is everything else. Mm. The building, like I said, like it's just like. Every the character development is the meat, and just killing everybody is the dessert. Is like, oh, this is the comic book movie in this section yeah. when he takes out five guys on his own with a broken arm and like bleeding to death. That's where you get the comic book, yeah, Punisher. Everything else, you're getting this psychological thriller of a guy that's broken, putting the pieces together of the death in his family, the death of his life, and everybody involved in this. Sad, sad melodrama of crime and corruption. So for shiggles, yes. just because I want to <laughs> okay. hear answers. <laughs> shiggles, to this, um, where do you see this show going from here? Wrong answers only. Okay, 
Okay. Personally, I'm very excited to see Frank Castle find his go-go boots and discover his love for dancing. <laughs> White bandana? Absolutely. Trench coat. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to go with that. You already suggested uh, pulling bullet in uh, Thanos' head, or trying to, yep. and uh, donning the Infinity Gauntlet. See, but that's not a wrong answer. That's an oh-so-right yeah. answer. <laughs> I love that. I want to. That's what I want to see. It's a big glove. <laughs> the, the idea of Frank Castle holding the Infinity Gauntlet yeah, that's is thought. great, but you know what's really great about that? He just recreated his family. That's it. Oh. You wouldn't rewrite the damn universe. He'd just, he wouldn't. Just bring back his just wife and his kids. Wife. Oh, man. I think uh, the bad... The, the You want the bad stuff? Yeah! Uh, 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 Demon Frank Castle. Demon Frank Castle? Demon Frank Castle. Oh, Isn't that just called Ghost Rider? Nope, nope. There was a run that I did not enjoy of, of, of Frank Castle where he is possessed. Oh, he, fun. There's a, and he has red eyes and alien guns. Ah, okay. So, which alien guns are plausible in this MCU. We've had... All the technology given to us by the Chitari. The Chitari. <laughs> so if you give Frank Castle Chitari weapons and possessed by Chitari demons or a scroll or Thanos, maybe he's possessed by Thanos and becomes a human walking killing machine with Chitari war, uh, with Chitari weaponry. I do like the idea of Thanos taking over his mind and him fighting the rest of the MCU. And then you get Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. I love that. There you go. Bam. The deep cut. We went for bad answers but came up with good I ones. I, if, yeah, we're guys, too talented. Everybody listening, if you never read or seen the What If book, because it was called a What If book back in the day, yes, they renamed you know, what it. What if? X did X, exactly. or you know, what if X teamed up with X? Exactly. Yeah. What if the X-Men were vampires? What if Peter Parker actually was a spy, turned into a spider? Well, there was a what if Punisher kills the entire Marvel Universe. It came out in the mid to late 90s. It was a one-shot trade paperback mm-hmm. where the reason Frank Castle goes on his revenge streak for justice is because there was a, a firefight between the X-Men and the Alkalites. I, if I remember correctly, or the Avengers with the X-Men versus some bad guys, and in the crossfire, killed Frank's family. And then the first thing he does is shoot Cyclops in the face and killing him for doing that. It's pretty rough. I feel yeah. like Marvel's done a couple of these where it's blank fights or kills the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe. Yeah, sure, sure. Deadpool, yep. Squirrel Girl. Sure. But he was the first. Yes. Frank Castle There's was the first. There's only one OG. He <laughs> nukes the X-Men. He electrifies Logan to death. He. I'm spoiling the whole book. I'm sorry. But it's, it's more than 20 years old. Pick it up. <laughs> there you go. It's good. I'm going to say uh, feel free to tweet at us at Brendan Sokler. Uh, what's your... I'm uh, at, at Mingchen37, M-I-N-G-C-H-E-N 37. And don't even bother with my Twitter. Don't ever use it. <laughs> but oh. feel free to tweet at us at the bad answers to where this show goes. Uh, right. okay. We'll read them on the next episode. Oh, that'd be swell. That'd be yeah. swell. By then, we will be done with the show. Hopefully, oh God, yeah. if I don't miscalculate how much a half is <laughs> yet again. Do you guys have any negative things about the show you want to talk about? Anything you didn't like? Mm, not many. If I, not do, I don't think there is yeah, any. Yeah, I know. No. Not no. to sound like a total fanboy, right. but it's no. like, it what great. what thing did I not like? The fact that I stopped myself at five. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that it's, uh, it's only 13 episodes. Hmm. I know. I could, ver- I could yeah. watch more. The, the more. I could watch more. The, the little I know of Frank Castle is just based on cartoons. I was never an avid Punisher reader. The only legit Punisher uh, books that I read religiously was the Garth Ennis run when Frank's back. Yeah, which if you haven't seen it, uh, pick it up. What a masterpiece. Pick, pick all the – if it says written by Garth Ennis, pick it pick up. Pick it up. Yep. Just do, do yourself a favor. Garth Ennis is the one who did The Boys, yes? The, the Boys. And uh, Preacher. And Preacher. 
he's he's pretty good at his job. You know, I think he's going places. That one, yeah, that kid has a lot of potential. <laughs> you, could, you could say that it was a great that was a great run. Seeing that, reading that Punisher book legitimized like okay, I don't need to read the Punisher that much to understand why he's awesome, why yeah. he's great. This this show takes a lot from Garth Ennis's run. They mentioned that the first episode, they mentioned the Nucci family, which got me all hot and bothered because that's the Nucci storyline and Frank's back is so spectacular <laughs> that it's not in this show so far, which means that that's just season two, maybe? Yeah, but like, the family's been mentioned, though. They're, exactly. They're, they're, they planted they're the canon, seed. Yeah. So the Nucci saga might happen. And if it happens, if you read the Frank's back, Ma Nucci's character the head one of the heads of the family meets a not a demise has a bump on the road thanks to frank castle that is so epic (laughs) so crazy is this a literal bump on the road there's just a speed bump that he left out he's like hey you're not that bad i will inconvenience you (laughs) it's the hell of an inconvenience for manucci well i'll just put it that way which doesn't stop her from pursuing her dreams of killing frank but there's there's just great there's great stories to be told if they bring that storyline into the show, which they should. Um, but that well, little I know about the Punisher and the what if or whatever, there's enough there where I'm so in for the show. I knew more about Daredevil and have still hiccups and more qualms about how they're interpreting like Electra. I don't I have some qualms with Electra. I have some in qualms that she's not Jennifer Garner anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that actually. I'm okay with yeah, Electro Nachos not, not being not enough evanescence in the soundtrack. <laughs> There's just not enough. That's not my enough. major critique with Punisher. Not <laughs> enough, enough evanescence. evanescence. <laughs> evanescence. I love it. But no, it's a solid show. It's if you don't if if you take out the Marvel thing out, if you take out that it's associated with comic books, it's a solid show without having all that invisible canon behind it. Yeah, like, it is a fantastic revenge thriller. It's good. It's solid. Five stars. <laughs> 16 stars. 16 out of 10. Just an excessive amount Great of stars. Great job, Marvel. Great job, Netflix. Good, yeah. Yeah. It's Marvel great. for the win again. Yep, yep, yep. Do you feel like Marvel's becoming the new Pixar where we're just expecting every single Marvel show to be good? Because- Which means that every after a certain time, Pixar had, a sh- had bumps already, so... It comes to that. It's already Pixar because of the MCU. I really have fantasized about the idea that when certain actors age out of their Marvel roles, that there will be some Pixar movie where they just do the voiceover for it. Uh, Like Robert Downey Jr. can exist in cartoon form for the rest of my damn life. I mean, assuming my life is shorter than his, which maybe. Who's to say? (laughs) Who knows? He's clean now. (laughs) He's doing fine. He's the best. Yeah. But, like, the MCU, like, yeah, replacing actors or replacing the characters or whatever, as long as we are going to get – we are going to get another Tony Stark in a few years. We will. It's inevitable, yes. They're going to do Taylor that. Lautner's going to do a fantastic job. Be quiet. Ew. <laughs> Be quiet. Ew. Thank you, Becca. It's like saying the word moist to a comic book fan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and on that note, <laughs> oh, on that moist, moist, moistity, moist note. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. I got nothing else to say. That's good. That's good. Anything else? I'll just be spoiling it for you guys. Let's watch all of the Punisher. I look forward to the go-go boots. Yes. Talking about it next. All about the go-go boots. Let's see him soon. Oh, God, yeah. I'm Brendan Michael Sokler. I am Tripe. David Tiberius Ray. And I am Ming Chen. And I'm Becca. Thank you for listening to the Adultist Podcast. Check us out on Footprint TV. 
Thank you very much for listening. And if you're watching, thanks for watching.